Hello, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play games very badly and then talk about them. We have evidence of that badliness. Oh, do we ever. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about tonight, but before we do, I did make a, a post in the Discord, and so for you know the hundreds of listeners that aren't in our Discord, I just wanted get in the to, Discord. Yeah, well, first of all, get in the Discord. What are you doing? There's plenty of stuff going in, in there. We talk about everything and a lot about Blood Bowl, but everything. So you should get in there. Uh, but it has been a stretch between episodes, and I, I wanted to personally apologize for that. Uh, that has been due to me not being in a particularly uh, fit mental state to record, let's say. So uh, apologies from that. We do have stuff planned. We have a couple of ideas. And thank you to all those that have reached out to me. I am getting there. Uh, But of course, by all means, if you are going through a rough time, please reach out or do what it is that helps you. For me, it's sort of going dark and, and not talking as much as I usually do. Which is not much to start off with, so. <laughs> but just wanted to say that. Now on with the show. So, we are here tonight to talk about or to or this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening. Yeah. It could be any of those things, but we, yeah. I mean, we're here tonight. We will we will be there in audio form whenever you choose to listen. But we are here in person tonight. We are in person. Online, we are here to talk about a little blood ball tournament called Mayhem that happened this weekend. It happened. Such a thing happened, and it was. Uh, I was trying to find a, a Mayhem malicious type <laughs> thing, but it didn't come as quickly as I would have hoped. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, first of all, kudos and and great work to. James and Liam for for putting this on. There were thirty eight people playing four rounds of Blood Bowl Elevens, which you know hurt my brain just a tiny bit. <laughs> I ended uh, up in bed for most realize. of this morning. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't realize it was four games when I when I signed up. And no, neither I realized. Did I. <laughs> and then. And then that's fine. I'm like, four games? We do four games. Four games is a thing. But also, it's it's 11s. Yeah. Um, that, is, that is more than seven. Yes. It's two and a quarter hours per round. And that's a lot of time. That's, that's what, you know, it's two games of sevens. That's nine hours of Blood Bowl. So, um, I mean, what happened is this, this time last year, we were there at uh, the Nerd Fairies All Systems Go. 
playing a couple of games of sevens, doing our own little thing. I think that was our third tournament for the year that year. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We were planning on doing the same thing this year, uh, but then we found out that Mayhem was around about the same time. So So for historical context, um, Liam and James had run Mayhem in years gone past, Mm -hmm. fairly long way away, um, and had kind of fallen off the calendar and they'd they'd done other things. They were both playing a lot of of Blood Bowl, but they hadn't run Mayhem for a while. And they was going, oh, the the Blood Bowl tournament scene in Victoria is really starting to kick some goals and we'd be keen to kind of resurrect that tournament. And so they were talking about dates fitting around sort of other major Blood Bowl events and, and sort of the the dates with All Systems Go were pretty close. Um, so we sort of said to, to both them and Rich, may, maybe don't compete with each other. Maybe you guys could join forces and mm-hmm. uh, and make that happen. So uh, All Systems Go clearly was uh, deprioritized by the Nerd Fairy mm-hmm. this year. Uh, but mayhem in the same venue to continue to roll on, and they kind of took it over and put on uh, just the Blood Bowl tournament for for this. And I think that's going to end up coming back as an annual thing, yep. hopefully. I think the last one they did was two thousand and nineteen, so pre COVID. Feels like a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they were back, and they were back with uh, with gusto. Let's say it was uh, a great little turnout. Before we get to that, though, both you and I, seeing as we weren't doing something around about the same sort of time, we jumped on pretty quickly. That was an opportunity to play Blood Bowl. So uh, there were a couple of things that kind of lined up. Firstly, Liam's been playing in the uh, the Sevens Leagues we've been running. Mm-hmm. He's uh, come along to a couple of our events and stuff like that. Now, I'm keen to support you know some, some more local events. But also, it's Geelong, so there's, you know, an hour travel each way off the time that we need to commit. Yep. Um, it's down the road. It's at a venue we know. It's easy to get to. Um, and it was a chance for us to kind of go and experience an event and play in an event and not actually have to do the the planning and the running and the, the, the stuff in advance, which was a, a weird concept. It was very strange. This was actually, and I didn't actually realize this until today, but this was my first Blood Bowl tournament ever. This is my second. I mean, you've played in, in a yeah, few of ours. Yeah, that doesn't count. It doesn't, oh. doesn't count, but I, I haven't, and I have not played in an 11s tournament. So, yeah, this would this was an experience for me. Yeah, I played, I played a Mayhem back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was about my only Blood Bowl tournament before. And then we've obviously run some and I've come along and kind of filled in gaps where needed. But this is my actual second ever Blood Bowl tournament officially as a player. There's a lot more preparation that you need to do for this than I had considered. I signed up and I'm like, cool, all right, I'll bring a team. But you've got to think of what team and how you're going to play it and then fit that team into the rules pack, however they've done the rules pack. I spent a bit more time thinking about all that than I thought I would. I am notorious for list building to extreme. 
Yep, I think that's so. Fair. I I expected to to spend a little bit of time on this, and uh, so I think you know the day I signed up, I had about four or five versions of rosters already mm. kind of in <laughs> in mind. Um, but yeah, agree. There was you kind of you're looking at the pack, you're looking at what they've done because Blood Bowl is one of those ones that there is a fair amount of variation between how they let you build your roster and add skills and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So trying to work out what fits in and, and how you're going to work it and what you're going to do. And and honestly, I hadn't played 11s for a long time. I had to fit in a couple of sort of practice games just using Blood Bowl 2 because I wasn't going to use Blood Bowl 3. But <laughs> just to try and get back into the swing of things and then back into the idea that, Hey, there's a lot more people on the field than I'm previously used to. Yeah, I didn't get back into the swing of things. I had I had two practice games, and we'll, we'll get to that actual in person live practice mm-hmm. games. But it still took me most of this event to remember how to play elevens and the differences, uh, which it turns out there are some key ones. Yeah, it, it, it feels strange too because. I mean, going back before the rules for sevens were released, we were doing Blood Bowl Leagues here. So what all we did. Yeah. And we were playing proper full-length games and doing everything the way that, you know, normal people do it. Yeah. I think because the games are so similar... But there are there are some some little little differences. I feel like in the way you the strategy you play with, and the focus that you do, that the the muscle memory doesn't really kick back in mm-hmm. because you're so used to you're playing the same game but you're playing it differently. Yes. Um. So it's yeah. It's not like you just go back to playing Blood Bowl because I've been playing Blood Bowl this whole time. But oh, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, definitely. So, having signed up, I think the first thing to work out is what team you're going to take. Yeah. And so, we signed up with a lot of time, really, to to come to terms with this. Um, And we didn't have to organize anything glorious. So, we had a lot of time just to chill out and take it easy and work out which team we're going to run and, and just show up on the day and play. So, in typical form, I decided this was a great excuse to paint something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was absolutely not taking a team that I had already painted, uh, and I was going to then spend the time from sign up to, uh, the, it also was a bit of a chance to re-experience that concept of painting the night before a tournament, <laughs> which is what really makes it a tournament. Uh, yes, so- your updates last week. Or, you know, the week leading up to it were, were quite amusing in the Discord. I, I got I got a little bit nervous. You, I will you say. seemed a little bit panicked. <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I hadn't, I feel like at one point in time, I was very accustomed to that pressure. I was very confident what I could and couldn't achieve in that time. Mm-hmm. And just, again, that that is stuff that I have lost over the time and I was starting to get a little bit, oh, actually, I'm not sure if I can do this and I'm not sure how long it's going to take and oh, I'm a little bit sleepy, guys. <laughs> I'm not used to this anymore. I mean, usually usually in the Discord there's a lot of 
posts from various people, Jace, you know, very much included, going, ah, oh, you know, who's up for a game this Monday, this Thursday, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know. uh, and yet your posts were very much, okay, Monday I'm doing this, Tuesday I'm doing this, Wednesday I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I was the person historically who would be like, I'm not playing games in the lead up to a tournament because I've now given myself a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I fell right back in that. So I knocked back a few games, like casual catch-up games and stuff like that. Um just because I'm like, I, I, my project plan goes out the window <laughs> if I start taking nights off. Yep, fair. So, this amazing team that you decided to completely paint from scratch, what did you take? So, I have had the Grebo Slan team sitting in my box of unpainted Blood Bowl stuff for a very a, a while now. So these are the the Grebo, the metal slant team that they I think they brought out at the same time as the Lizardmen. Mm-hmm. So I have that the Lizardmen. Yep. They are, they are semi painted. I've painted the a Sevens roster for that, uh, and I had had the uh, the slant. I have a perfectly usable team that I converted to use as slant mm-hmm. a while ago. Uh, the Kislev that I used in the league forever ago, but. Slan are one of my favorite teams <laughs> and these have very pretty models and I have been to a few Blood Bowl tournaments. We've run a few Blood Bowl tournaments where certain people have brought very, very pretty looking things and I went, right, I reckon, I reckon we can do this. I reckon knowing full well that some of those people were still going to be in Europe, um, <laughs> And being mildly disheartened by that fact, uh, I was like, no, I wanted to do something that would would give the rest of the Blood Bowl community a run for their money. You wanted to be the prettiest girl in show. Absolutely. Isn't that always the plan? Like, <laughs> I'm not planning to do well. God, like what you did. Um, I mean, first of all, let me let me ask you the question. Are you happy with the end result? No, they're not finished. They're not finished. No, because they looked fantastic. No, I the the last couple of nights of project plan went out the window when the resin didn't cure as quickly as I needed it to, mm-hmm. and so I need to go back and clean that up and do some extra stuff that I had planned that I didn't do. And so what you ended up with was a bunch of beautiful looking frogs standing in resin. Yeah, kind of knee deep. In water. Yes. It was gorgeous. <laughs> they were gorgeous. They really, they suited the team. The, the water was spot on. Um, you know, I understand that you, you probably want to clean up a little bit where the resin was at the top. I mean, I don't yeah. even know how to talk about resin because yeah, I should probably give yours back before I, unless I'm going to use it. But they looked gorgeous to me. Yeah. Now, look, I was... I was fairly happy. Um, I like I just that I knew the little bit that I had to do that I really wanted to finish. But um, so yeah, I I took Slan. We we picked a roster after four iterations of, and eventually just having to pick something to paint because I needed to start doing things. Um, and from then on, it was just right. How am I? How am I actually going to get these ready <laughs> for the day? Well, they were definitely the prettiest slant team there. They were. 
cats. <laughs> I would take that. Good, good. They were also the most hideous and ugly, but let's let's not uh, mince words there. They were also the most successful. Yes, (laughs) and the least successful. (laughs) We could go on forever with this. Anyway, so that was my kind of sadistic approach to (laughs) playing in a tournament. It's like, not only am I going to paint a brand new team, but what's something that I've never done before is pour resin bases for an entire team of models. Mm Mm-hmm. I've done one resin pour before that just happened to mostly work for one model. This was silly and stressful and it was all of the things because not only did I not know if everything was going to go in time, but I didn't know if it was going to work at all and I did not have a plan B. (laughs) Well, your plan B could have been Kislev, but... I know, but that wasn't going to be fun. I know, I know. How many players did you have? Did you have a bench? I took twelve. Yeah. All right. So you've gone from pouring one resin, run one resin to another twelve. Yeah. Pretty much overnight. Yeah, it was overnight. I I did it all in one night. (laughs) (laughs) Ah dear. Um, but you're happy with them. Obviously, they need more work, but yeah. But in they your are, eyes, they need They are 90, 98.5% done. Excellent. So they'll be ready for the next 11th tournament. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. They may, they're doing mayhem again next year. Great. I'll do it again. <laughs> so list building, you said you went through a couple of iterations. Yeah, look, and it was it was pretty close. Most of them were, were very similar. It was kind of a little bit of tweaking. So I worked out I wanted to run Slan. I decided pretty quickly that I was going to run the Crocs and then it was just a case of how many re-rolls do I need? Mm-hmm. Um, not having used re-rolls for a very long time, but also not really having used Slan for a very long time. Um, and I find they're pretty re-roll hungry because Leap doesn't have any kind of built-in re-roll. So it, none of the, the, any of those dodge rolls and things like that. So that was, that was a thing. Um, and then it was trying to balance out skills with positionals because they're very expensive. So um, in the end, after you know five iterations of, of I'm going to take a re-roll out or I'm going to put one in and I'm going to add it this deck, I'm going to take alignment out and make another. Or maybe if I get rid of the bench, I could do both. Um, no, I think I need the bench. So there was just a lot of that kind of tweaking around the edges. So we eventually landed on... Crocs with guard. So mm-hmm. uh, we had two blitzers um, who uh, one just had block and one had wrestle and strip ball, who was absolute gold. Yep. Um, two catches. There was a block dodge and a dodge sidestep mm-hmm. catcher, both glorious. I toyed very a lot about putting a third catcher in there. Um, but another strength two piece on the field kind of made me nervous. Yeah. Um, and then I had a lineman with guard and then filled out with linemen from there to give me 12 players, four re-rolls and an assistant coach. Excellent. That seems pretty solid. I went the other way to you. I figured, okay, I don't want to put any pressure on myself. So what's the team that I've got? already painted (laughs) so i took nurgle and knowing full well that nurgle are not 
a strong tournament team. And knowing that this was my first, at the time, thought 11th tournament, but my first tournament altogether, I wasn't expecting to do well. I just wanted to go have a bit of fun and um, you know play stuff that I knew. So Nurgle was it. I had pretty much the full team painted, although what I decided is here I am playing in an 11th tournament, and that 11th tournament allows you to take a star player. So I thought, well, I need to do that because I don't get a chance to play with star players, not in sevens. So we went, so we went for the, and the other thing that I, I did was I chose my skills according to Charlie Victor. So I've got the Charlie Victor skill bands, which incidentally, I really appreciate. And I especially appreciate after playing yesterday with against teams that had a lot of like loom bands and a lot of different colored loom bands. And eventually I just went, okay, is this the guard piece? <laughs> Which one am I hitting now? Sort of, you know, I, I kind of gave up paying attention <laughs> to what skills other people had. I just went, okay, I'm hitting this guy. What's he got? Some of them, you know, because, for example, you know, the guy I played in in, turn, in round two had different color, like would have red bands, which would be a different skill to what the person I played in round three or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, just as an example, I, I don't know if that's 100% and, accurate, but it definitely happened throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... It, it's one of those things that is a, a convention, like it is normal at mm-hmm. Blood Bowl 11's tournaments. You need, you've got skill packs in pretty much everything. You need to mark them. You need to make it clear. And loom bands have been the kind of the default go-to since God was born, right? Correct. Um, Correct. And I'm, I'm not, not blaming anyone for taking them because that's the thing. And if I'd played in more tournaments, I'd probably have more of an idea that blue is meant to be generally block or whatever it's supposed to be Uh, yeah and but i think you know to your point there is i haven't i haven't played in tournaments Mm -hmm. um for much and i am nowhere near match fit for tournaments i am nowhere near match fit for blood bowl and my brain went to mush pretty quickly so i feel like for a lot of people who are regular tournament players this is just kind of yeah they it's, it's kind of part of what you do on the day you just you're used to it i was not used to it and it it did feel like effort yeah yeah an effort i was not willing to put in so i just (laughs) ignored it really to be honest yeah likewise but what i did was having just the basic charlie victor skill bands i went well i've got one set of all of them i'm just going to choose different skills for different players that's nice and easy. I can mark them well. I know what they've got. My opponent will know instantly what they've got. No confusion. Let's just do that. So we went for Beast of Nurgle. A, because that's probably one of my favorite miniatures that I own, <laughs> is that, that Beast of Nurgle, which is actually like a, a mini, fat, great, unclean one, which has a tiny little version of the same model which I can use when he's knocked down and prone. And I just love that piece. So it took him and I took him with Stand Firm, thinking, okay, if I'm facing agility players and they want to get him out of the way so that tentacles can no longer do their thing, 
I'll stand in firm. I took four bloaters, uh, one with guard, one with mighty blow, one with block, one with claws. Fairly straightforward. Took two pestigors, one with extra arms, which is just gold. I love a pestigor with extra arms. Picking up on a two plus generally, pretty damn good. And the other with leader, because taking the star player that I took, I didn't have much for rerolls, so leader gave me a second one. <laughs> Incidentally, a lot of games I either forgot I had rerolls or I blew through them pretty quickly, going, Yeah, I'm used to playing sevens, let's just do that. Uh, the star player, I took Balrot Vomit Flesh. Now, he was the only model that I didn't have, and I, I love the Forge World one. But Forge World is expensive, and then there's the shipping. So to get him reasonably, I would have had to sort of go together with people because there's no way I'm buying X amount of money from Forge World. Yeah, to qualify for discount or free exactly, shipping or whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then there was the time frame, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure that I'd give myself enough time to paint him up if. Uh, if he came on time at all. So luckily I knew somebody with a 3D printer who came to my aid and printed me off one which is very, very similar. So still got the Nurgling sitting on his back. He's still got a bit of a cape going. He's still got, you know, vomit coming out of his mouth and all the rest of it. Um, so thank you very much, whoever that was. <laughs> Not all heroes. <laughs> but uh, so I took him and, again, took him for the lols because I don't think he's the strongest star player, but he was definitely on theme. And I thought, I'll give him a go. He's got, like, dirty player, which I, I never planned on fouling with him anyway. Um, foul appearance. Yeah, but, he, but he was a dirty player. like He was very dirty. Yeah. He was very foul. And he had a very disturbing presence. But, you know, I took him for, I mean, he was a strength five piece. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. With no nigger trait, really. Apart from Lona, which I didn't care about because I usually didn't have rerolls at the point anyway. Uh, I also took a couple of rotters, made it up to 12. My rotters, had, one of them had dirty player as well. So I did foul with him once or twice. And I took one with kick because I think kick is awesome. And I, I just love it. I use it all the time when I'm playing on the Xbox. The amount of times you can receive and then murder some of the other team, hopefully, and then kick it close to where you could possibly blitz is, is awesome. So always a fan of kick. But that was my team. So really, I only had one model to paint up, and I managed to paint him up reasonably sim similarly. Similarly, he looked the same. Yeah, to the other guys. So yeah. even though I'd painted the Nurgle team some time ago, but say you've had them for a while. Yeah, but it was you know standard slap drop. Yeah, as soon as I worked out which colours I was using, it was nice and easy. So that came up a treat. Yeah, thank you. Not as good as the frogs, but you know I'm happy. <laughs> Anyway, Tell me what that feels like. <laughs> Being happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, shall we get... We had four rounds. So we four did. games. 
Who did you play round one? Ooh, I totally know this one, uh, mainly because I have the results. Uh, I played Mick. Uh, Mick had Underworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was running. So this is my first 11s game in a, you know, a tournament 11s game in a very long time. He was running two star players and feel, felt very like he was across things. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm punching above my weight here. <laughs> and that, that was the, the sense that I had just sitting at the table where he was like, here's my team, here's what they're going, blah, blah, blah. So he was running Underworld. Uh, it was a, a troll and then basically goblins mm-hmm. and some snots. And then he had Varagulchua and Glart Smasher it. Yep. So he had a block troll, those two stars. Um, and I, I did appreciate he had a whole bunch of goblins, but basically two skills or two skill sets. He had a, a two heads goblin. Mm-hmm. And he had a few of those. And then he had ones that had two heads and horns. Yep. Okay. And so they were, it was really easy to work out what was what. Um, and then he had snotlings. Yep. Uh, so that was great. And he didn't wasn't confused about Slan, which is great because they are one of the teams, I suppose, that not a lot of people play. So it is that thing around all oh, do you know how this works? What do I need to explain? Let's talk about starting skills. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about pogo stick. Uh, is potentially a thing, um, and so this was a, a really good start to the tournament. Uh, basically, the way it played out is um, we both scored pretty quickly in the first half, so we're walking at a, a one all. Um, however. He and there was, I suppose, in that there was also a couple of really good saves on both sides where defensively we were able to steal the ball back and make a dash for it. And so it was a real backward and forth in that. However, it turns out that Glart, a troll, Varag, and a whole bunch of little horn goblins murder frogs like there is no <laughs> tomorrow. Um, so this was one of those ones where I had, you know, sort of five, six players off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, and there was a spot on there. So there was, t- he actually made a comment and I thought I was doing exceptionally well at this point in time um, where he had the ball. I had four frogs on the pitch mm-hmm. in total. And he was like, I still, they're annoying as hell. I'm like, <laughs> I've got to actually get around him. Anyway, he murdered enough. He scored. He got the, the, the win in the end. Um, but yeah, I was trying to play defense with four frogs uh, and, and just getting them pounded by goblins. Um, but having Glart as a, a strength four uh, piece, Varag as a strength five with no negatrate, and then the troll with Block, who was just, again, he was pretty reliable for a fair amount of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many dodge rolls and I understand two heads stunty like it's a two plus everywhere with dodge but my god he rolled so many dice um and it just it paid off uh in the end you know it just gets you the supports where you need to get them it, it gets tags players where you need to tag them um it yeah he played really really well um so that was a, a 2-1 loss 
for the first one. Um, but it felt like a really close game. I really I had a blast. Excellent. Now, he was playing Stunty Underworlds, I see. So no Skaven. No rats. Which allowed him those those two star players rather than the one that most people were yeah. reduced to if they took them at all. Um, but at, once you threw horns on the little goblins because they blitz at strength three, it kind yeah. of felt like rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could have rat horns, yeah. fake tails. I love it. I love it. So this was a good introduction to 11s. It was it was great. It actually we ran. He really knew his stuff, mm-hmm. which was great because it let me stumble around a little bit, and he was picking up the slack. It, the turns didn't drag at all. Um, I didn't have to over-explain things badly um, yep. because he was just so across it. So I, f- I felt like it was really nice that I could come in. I gave him the caveat, like, mate, this is my first elevens game, really, in a very long time. Um, so I'm going to forget I have re-rolls and stuff like that. Uh, he was really, you know, forgiving of any of that. Um, and as I said, it was just, it was a super fun game. He absolutely pounded the hell out of my frogs. But uh, as I said, there, there was some moments there where I felt like it was, you know, the game could have gone both ways. Um, so I would take that, you know. There was, there was a chance to pull it back to a draw. Close, sort of. Yeah, we'll say close that. to a draw. That's that's yeah, almost a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more than I, I expected. Let's be clear. I know, I know. We both went in with with very low expectations, didn't we? Um, very. Yeah. So my my game one, I was up against Kane and his Wood Elves. Now. First thing I'll say is that I sat down and we were having a bit of a chat, and you know, I was saying hello and all the rest of it. Um, and then he sort of noticed the dice that I got out, the dice cup, the I think the bright pink shirt that I was wearing came into view, and he's like, are you from Thoughtless Casual Gaming? I'm like, I am. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> he was kind of fanning out a little bit, which was so sweet. You guys, I've been on your website. I've been, you know. I was going to buy some stuff. I listened to some of your episodes. So it was it was really awesome to hear that somebody's stupid enough to listen to us that doesn't have to, like that somebody that we're not forcing episodes down their throat. <laughs> it was, it, I always find it really weird when we when we hear from people who I don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, me too. Very strange. I mean, we started this thing just for motivation for us to actually play some games, really. That was that was the gist of it. And uh, as I'll talk about a bit later on, it's just emerged into some monster, <laughs> really, more than we ever thought it would be. I was not prepared. I'm still no, not prepared. I'm still not prepared. Anyway, I started taking a bit of notes on this game and then quickly realized that that was probably a waste of time because we're going to have more than enough to talk about. And why do you want to hear a blow-by-blow of how badly I played or badly I lost. I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I would have made some mistakes. I don't think I played overly badly, but I was playing against Nurgle. Uh, sorry, I was playing Nurgle. I was playing against Wood Elves. So he scored in turn three after I received the ball. 
That's that's not how you're supposed to do it. No, it's not. I know. And then he scored again in turn six. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty much when I stopped taking notes. But uh, there was a lot of wood elf craziness. And it was glorious to see, like, you know, dodging in, dodging out, doing all this stuff. He had, you know, two war dancers, which were just, you know, getting wherever they wanted to be. And I just could not keep my hands on the ball when I had it. So the 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 highlight for me was the fact that I remembered that Balrock can vomit as well as blocking, and then he proceeded to vomit on himself, which was great. Perfect. Um, I thought it was in theme. I, I was actually quite fine, uh, quite happy with that. He didn't break his own armor. He didn't do anything, but he made himself more of a mess. But long story short, that was a 5-0 loss, which seemed a lot. I mean, it was not the clear. biggest loss of the first round. It still does seem like a lot. I mean, it's, it definitely is a lot. Um, and Kane played like an absolute champ and was absolute delight to play against. Um, but yeah, and I managed to get, I injured four of his elves. So I considered that a win. Yeah, so that's. I did some damage. I did, you know, I went into the day not expecting, hoping to score one touchdown throughout the day. That was my goal. Think big. That was me. And I definitely didn't <laughs> didn't score into in game one, but I had a lot of fun. Kane was an absolute pleasure to play against. But that was my round one. Round two. Round two. I ended up playing uh, David Griffiths, so Griff with Nurgle. Um, so this this felt a little bit similar, um, and they were they were actually sorry they were also the Grebo Nurgle team that I have. Painted. I saw them; they were beautiful, so gorgeous. He did this amazing paint scheme where they had like kind of grey skin and this like fluoro yellow armor. Mm-hmm. Um, these these kind of pink alieny bases, and he even had his ball was just like a little poop. <laughs> I love uh, it. The, the ball token he had that was magnetic, so it stuck to his bases. It was <laughs> it was so good. Um, either way, so yeah, he had um, the the rot spawn, mm-hmm. the, the 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 gross big guy. Yep, he used to be called something different, and that's why it confused me. He used to be the beast. Beast. Yeah, they didn't change it. Um, so four four bloaters. Um, and again, this was relatively straightforward in that he's like these these two. Guards stand firm. These two have block. Yep. I'm like, great. And then he had three Pestigors with some skills. There was a punchy one and a ball grabby one and a dodgy one. And there was definitely and, one with extra arms because I took note. I'm like, yes. he do what I did? Because yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there was definitely the extra arms one. There was a claw one and there was a, a dodge two heads mm-hmm. scenario. Maybe just a two. I can't remember. Either way, there was a dodgy one, uh, and then a bunch of rotters. Yep. Um, and this was this was a fascinating game because the Nurgle did exactly what Nurgle was supposed to do, in that they just tried to grind, but mm-hmm. he didn't have the same luck, I suppose, breaking armor that, yep. that the last guy did. I still had numbers, and I kind of started to to remember how Slan worked a little bit. Um, so I got to do fun things like a jumper, you know, guard 
piece into a cage and then jump a blitzer in with strip ball um, and just push a one dice, a, a pestigore and spill a ball and do that kind of fun stuff. So, and there was a point in that game where, so I ended up winning that one, two, one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a, a point in that game where it was kind of realizing that he was going to have to change the way that he played to, so he was doing this really good job of this kind of slow grindy game of just trying to wear me down and, and nudge the ball. But I managed to do enough bullshit frog things that um, he had to actually start running the ball, I suppose, and which just put the uh, pestigors at risk. Um, so there was still some real moments where if, if Dice hadn't have done what they needed to do, he was going to go pear-shaped. Strip ball is the best skill in the world because um, <laughs> that blitzer did work. Um, I reckon he blitzed that ball off at least three times, um, which which probably saved it. Uh, so between that and then between him and the dodge sidestep, um, being able to sidestep off uh, it just means you can play really dangerously close to the edge of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, they just they did what they were supposed to do. But gorgeous-looking team. It was a great-looking one. He kicked the living shit out of my Croxigore. Um, there was there was literally – I've got a photo of it where my Croxigore is on the – on the ground and again like like your beast i've got a little mini crocs that's sitting down yeah um, and and that's my little you know prone uh marker and he was there and he was literally surrounded like yep. there was not a a spare square around him and he just kicked the shit out of him <laughs> <laughs> um so again i was definitely down on the cash count but uh did, did okay on the scoreboard, so he managed to, to sneak a win for a weird moment there and wasn't quite sure how what I was going to do from then. I mean, I'm sure it must feel very strange to have a win, especially going in not expecting to do overly well. Yeah. Um, round two for me, I played Lucas, and... Lucas is is organising Block Tackle Pal, which is a tournament in is it Pakenham? I'm going mental blank, and I'm being too lazy to look it up. I think in March, uh, but he was running Chaos Renegades, and this was this was one of those matches where the dice work for one player and they don't work for another. And it's it's always it's always a tricky scenario when when those games happen because you know if you are the person that the dice don't work for it's it's very easy to to get frustrated and if you are the person that the dice are working for you just feel bad for the other person because like you know it might not necessarily mean you're playing better. It just means that Nuffle likes you for whatever reason that game. So we lined up and there's an ogre and a rat ogre and a minotaur. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to get crap beaten out of me. And then his dice just stopped. (laughs) And turned off. They just powered down. They just shut down. Like foul appearance for me. Like. Foul appearance, I 
had to remember myself because I forgot a number of times and other people forgot about it. So I got in the habit by the end of the day just going foul appearance, foul appearance, foul appearance, ugly roll as my turn four opponent called it. Um, but foul appearance was the MVP for game two because it worked. Oh I reckon it was like 40, 50% of the time. 70% of the time, it works all the time. Exactly. Um, and how I, I said earlier when I went into this tournament hoping to score one touchdown, I, I won that game 3-0 and managed to injure. I mean, part of that was, I think, turn one or two, I managed to injure his elf, which caused a lot of problems for mm. obviously him picking up the ball because not only was he failing foul appearances, but he was also failing to pick up the ball with people, and the elf would have made that a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, it won that 3 0, 3-1 up on casualties. And I mean, yeah. it was a great game. He was an awesome guy to play against and like had a, had a nice chat afterwards and all the rest of it. Uh, my game one went pretty much the full two and a quarter hours. This one was an hour and a half tops. You were so quick. I couldn't yeah. believe you were wandering around looking, what the hell? Go finish your game. I mean, we had 45 minutes for lunch. I think I had like two hours. No, but. Um, how many How many of the big guys did he run? So three. Yeah. Yeah. Which ones? So, Minotaur, Simboid. Rad Ogre, Ogre. Punch and, that is yeah. That is terrifying to start with. Isn't it? Isn't it? And. I, I did manage to knock out the Minotaur at one point, so I think he was off the pitch for a little bit. That ogre was around and and trouble pretty much the whole game. Uh, the rat ogre, I'm trying to remember, but I believe I, I managed to not have too much difficulty with the rat ogre. The rat ogre's number nine as well, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, taking that one piece with claws helped me throughout the day, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more for a psychological thing than anything else, because I, I think if he broke armor, he broke armor really well throughout the day and didn't need claws. Uh, but I mean, yeah, no, Lucas was an absolute gem to play, and I had a lot of fun, had a good chat. Um, but yeah, no, this was this was one of those games where I just I I felt very bad, <laughs> but at the same time. Got my touchdown in that I that I wanted. So my my mission for the day was accomplished, and I went into lunch one one, which was unexpected and also terrifying. Yes, yeah. I felt, then, I felt exactly that. Then you're playing people in the middle of the pack because you're in the middle of the pack, and like that, that's not a place I should be. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game three. Game three, I had the absolute pleasure of playing good friend of the show and regular at some of our events, Tim Kotu, uh, with the his necromantic horror, which are these gorgeously converted uh, Necron models that he's made a team out of. Um, and I also quick shout out to, he's used the, the Charlie Victor, like the heavy metal bases. Mm-hmm. They're great because they're really light kind of plastic models being, you know, yep. modern 40K ones, but they've got a little bit of heft to them as well, um, which is lovely, but they look gorgeous. So he's got different positions for, for different ones. Um, he was running 
oh, here we go. Uh, the Flesh Golem, mm-hmm. two werewolves. I'm not going to try and remember. Uh, so two wraiths, both that had guard, that were mm-hmm. frustrating as um, two ghouls mm-hmm. that had stuff um, and then a, a bunch of zombies. Um, Knowing Tim, that was most likely a very well thought out it was team as so far as well considered players. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was love in that he said he'd never played Slan before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was very much trying to go, right, well, this is what they do. This is what they don't do. This is how they work. This is, these are the things you probably have to watch for. Um, he's like, that's no, cool. I'll learn as we go. It'll be fine. Um, so I love him. I have all the respect in the world for him. So good. And he's just, he comes so, along, he wins our tournaments and is the nicest guy doing it. Yeah. And it, it was playing him was the same thing. Like you could see him being so considered about what he was moving, where, what he was doing. But again, it was just this really, like it wasn't a high stakes game. He was happy for you. He's like, no, oh, if you didn't meet, like if you want to dodge him there instead of there, well, you know, you do those things. You're like, Oh, you move a guy like oh, I should have moved in one square that way. It's like well, just just move him. So it was it was one of those games which is glorious, yep. um, and so back and forth. Um, he did work out pretty quickly which players to target. So mm-hmm. the Crocs spent a lot of time on his bum, um, and then he was very much okay. Which one of those? And he, actually, here is another thing that I had not considered. Um, because I had painted each of the positions in, in the team differently. And that, so the, the linemen were all green frogs and then the catches were yellow frogs and the blitzes were red frogs. And I tried to make it as clear as I could. And he sat down and he goes, so which ones are which? I'm like, well, the red ones are uh, the blitzes. He's like, oh, no, I'm colorblind. Okay. Yep. I'm like, oh, I did not even consider. Um, so anyway, just just another thing to to think about. Um, so he was very much okay. Where is that strip ball jerk? Good. There he is. Yeah. Is that him? Yep. Cool. And again, which is the sidestep? Which is the sidestep guy? Yep. Where is the strip ball? Where is the sidestep? Uh, so he very quickly worked out which ones needed to to die as quickly as possible and targeted them. Um, it was a pretty fast and furious first half. Um, but a second half where again, not heaps of casualties kind of happened. So we both had enough players on the pitch to do stuff um, and just able to frustrate and, this was the game where I kind of remembered that the 11s pitch is a little bit bigger. So as long as you keep somebody back, you don't commit your whole team to a thing. Like you can get back and scramble when somebody gets through or they, they pass or they, they do stuff and, and all of that kind of stuff. So there was times there where there was a danger of scoring and I managed to pull it back where the ball got kind of, um, you know, spilled in a, in a big scrum and I was, you know, pushing guys onto it and then leaping frogs onto it, just hoping to spill it out of somewhere, to be honest. Um, like it was one of those games where I'm like, I just desperately trying to hang on. So we were one one all. Um, he was playing for the win and I was playing for a draw. Yep. It was the way that played out. 
So when the game ended and it was one all, effectively often you won. I won. Is <laughs> the way like when when a game is a draw, there is a player who won that game and a player who lost that game. He was the player that that lost it because he should have won, and I just managed to hang on by the skin <laughs> of my bloody fingernails. Uh, but it was so much fun. Um, and yeah, a champion team it was a great looking team to look at. His champion to play. There was literally not a bad word could be said. Excellent. My my game three was against David, and David was playing Chaos Dwarves, and David was helping out with the tournament and giving Liam and James a hand and all the rest of it. And uh, I believe you know my memory is not overly fried from the amount of brain work that it tried to do yesterday. Uh, David's Geelong-based and recently coming back to Blood Bowl. This is glorious. So David also played in the very first Blood Bowl League I ever – so he was already uh, a couple of seasons in. So yep. he's, he's old old hat, but mm-hmm. I think he sort of had some time off and had family and all that kind of jazz, and he's just starting to sneak back. So – well, that is, that is glorious to hear because uh, we, you know, more blood bowl in Geelong is always better. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he had a beautiful chaos dwarf team and was running the only other star player that I came up against the whole day, which was Skylar. Uh, which, incidentally, I think was the same model that you printed for me. For it was. Yeah. Um. Beautifully done up in red, unlike the black and white version that I did. But this is, see, I started off the day playing against Wood Elves. And then the rest of the day I spent trying to get through armor. And Chaos Dwarves, like we both bashed heads the whole game. And I don't think, uh, I think I, from my notes, I came ahead in the end on casualties one nil so wow. that's that's how much we did i managed to to ko skylar at one point uh but we were just bashing heads and then you know it was blitzing my ball carrier things were going down but armor was not getting broken yeah uh, and david played extremely well much better than i did uh because he obviously knew his team very well uh, place them, you know, position them perfectly, knew when the ball centaurs needed to go and where they needed to go. And, I mean, I managed to get around a little bit. I managed to, to get the ball away from them and get away from his centaurs, which I I thought was a personal win. I, you know, my ball carrier got blitzed right towards the end and down I went and that score did not happen. But getting away from the ball centaurs I thought was quite quite good with Nurgle, so I was happy with that. That was my win for the game because I, I lost that one 1-0. One but, yeah, it was very, very much a bashy game. Two guys going up head-to-head and people falling down, not much happening after they fell down. But a good, fun, enjoyable game. David was, yeah, awesome to play against. Yeah, he's, he's been a legend. He, um, as a side note, because he he's been painting for years as well, so mm-hmm. um, and and really really nicely um, to the point that often uh, uh, Liam and and James were paying him to paint their uh-huh. teams because he'd run out of models to paint. 
Those Chaos um, Dwarves were absolutely beautiful. Yeah, he does such a nice job. It's glorious. But uh, yeah, I feel like once you put Chaos Dwarves and Nurgle together, it's going to be a low scorer. And yes. it's just going to be who can who can nudge you out there. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a lot of chasing the ball around on both our parts. And yeah, no, I, there was not much I could do to stop him score when he scored. Uh, those ball centaurs just too fast. That nine, they move up to nine, is it, or eight? All up with their three. Uh, six, yeah, they move six base, so nine, yeah, so nine. with three go for it. nuts. I, yeah, so that was my personal win for the game, was getting the ball away from them and to a point where they, you know, and just sticking people next to them, sticking rotters or whatever next to them so that they just couldn't get to where they needed to go. Uh, but, again, fun game, fun game. Yeah. Glorious. So final round, here I am sitting on 1-1-1, one, one, and one. Mm-hmm. literally win Lord Ross. Right down the middle. Loss. I'm like, this is not where I want to be ending my day. Like, this is this is too far into the middle of the pack, which is terrifying. Um, and I drew Aiden, uh, who was running Dark Elves, and I'm assuming Aiden's played for a while because they are the OG metal Dark Elf team. Yep. Um, and they have looked like they had been seen some board time. Uh, so, yeah, I kind of went, oh, shit, here, here we go. First Dark Owls, problem number one. Mm-hmm. Um, he was only running one Witch Elf uh, and a bunch of Blitzers. Maxed out the Blitzers, a couple of runners. Um, and there, there were skills. There were skills all over the place. Um, somebody had one of everything. And it was one of those ones. There was a lot of skills throughout. There was a kick guy, and there was a, a guard guy, and there was a, this guy. And I, again, by this time, my brain's broken, and I stopped. So I basically asked him which players have which skills when it would have mattered. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to dodge away. Does anybody here have tackle? Great. Uh, I'm going to hit a guy. Does anybody here have guard? No. Great. Okay. I know. I know what the dice are. <laughs> um, <laughs> And and that's how that played. And that started off like it was going to be a fast and furious score, uh, score fest. Um, again, the frogs did the, the frog things and we leapt over stuff and we used stuff, but we were pretty quickly into a one-all. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where things started to go badly. Uh, <laughs> he his armor dice showed up for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a lot of frogs KO'd. I had a lot of frogs that I just, you know, everyone started. I think the, the crocs went off turn two. Yep. And didn't come back for the first half. And then eventually came back in the second and, and then went back off again. Uh, like it was one of those games. Um, he managed to, to return, so now he's 2-1 up, and I had a chance to, to return fire. I had one of those moments where little catcher grabs the ball. He's he's done the thing up the sideline because sidesteps a wonderful thing. Um, Aiden did everything he could to murder that little frog and just couldn't quite get the right... Um, 
and and ended up actually blocking him to a point where I could sidestep him close enough to get him in range for a touchdown. Okay. Yep. So I had it at a point where I was you know, they moved seven, so I was nine squares away from the end zone. I needed a leap. I needed a dodge. These are all two pluses. This is fine. He's got dodge. This is not even a problem. And two go fruits. And we make the leap. Mm-hmm. We make the dodge with the dodge re-roll. And we make the first go for it. And we hit the tripwire. <sighs> you knew that was coming. I have a re-roll. It's fine. So I burned that last re-roll. <laughs> And the tripwire was still there. Oh, he, he still fell over in the end zone and very quickly. So the little frog went down. And in the next turn, Aiden pulled off an end to end, retrieve the ball, handoff, pass, touchdown. <laughs> the elf stuff. Return. He did it properly. Um, and yeah, he just, it was, it was all over. And then his dice continued to show up and I ended up, I started the last drive or so six frogs on the pitch and it went down from there. Um, so he, I think he pulled out five or six casualties mm-hmm. plus knockouts. Um, and yeah, I lost horribly. I think there was a three, one or a four, one or a lot to my one little touchdown. But there was a moment there where it was almost a two-all and I was suddenly like, all right, we're in this. And, and the tripwire got me. The tripwire got me. You know better than to go for it into the touchdown. I couldn't afford not to yeah, is the no, issue. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sigh. It was glorious. It was, it was, there were, there was so many of those moments though in the game where it was just like, I just need this to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, my... My game four was against uh, Lucas Huggins, who was playing Chaos Chosen. Uh, so another bash fest. And Lucas had an awesome team. All his all his pit miniatures were themed. So he had, you know, it was basically, it was Chosen and Beastman. But, you know, he had Blue Beastman. And then he had pink beastmen, and he had green beastmen, oh, and yes. yes, no. So he co- he color coordinated them all with the chaos god that they were representing, and he even to a point where he got mildly irritated when he was setting up because he put a Nurgle one next to his each one. And he's like, but they hate each other. <laughs> I'm like, that's gold. I love it. Yeah, um, Lucas was, I think. I don't know if I caught him off guard or if I was just a little bit unusual for him because my dice did not work this game. Like, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> they did not work. And I think I caught him off guard by how little I cared because, I, I mean, I was there to have fun. It was a fun day, and this was the last game. I was going to have fun anyway. And sure enough, you know, if I've burnt through both my re-rolls by turn two or three because I keep double sculling, whatever. I don't care. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna have a bit of fun if that's, you know, not the time that I potentially should have used the re-roll, whatever. Not, not a big deal for me. But, yeah, we just, we bashed against each other 
a lot of this game as well. And, I mean, Bilerot was putting some pressure on. The Beast was having a bit of fun. Um, incidentally, Bilerot made managed to vomit on other people in games 2, 3, and 4, but never once the whole day managed to break armor. So he was just making a mess. I mean, it's it's vomit, yeah. Yep. And and the tentacles on the beast, or the rot spawn, whatever you want to call it, love the tentacles. They they definitely helped out, especially as uh, you know, Lucas was very much dodging away with his beastmen quite considerably, even dodging away with the you know the chaos chosen because they're a lot better at dodging than the Nurgle. Surprisingly good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We bashed up against each other. He scored, and then he scored again. And towards the end of the game, I managed to get a beastman away, sorry, a pestigore away with the ball and stuck people next to as many of his guys as I could. I was determined for that, you know, that one touchdown right towards, see if I could, you know, get a little bit of glory back. And what ended up happening was Lucas got a bit, I mean, I'd said it to him anyway. He was up 2-0. It was turn 15, 16. He had it won. It was not a big issue. But he got very excited about bashing up my team or trying to bash up my team. And, yeah, sure enough, his turn 16, he has the potential to blitz my ball carrier, who is within scoring range. Uh, decides to take a block, at least one block before doing that. That block that he took was a double both down. He didn't have block. I didn't have block. We both went down, and I got a sympathy touchdown in the end, so it was great. <laughs> so I got four touchdowns for the whole day. So I was that's three more than I expected to get, so I was very happy about that. Um, and really enjoyed what we did and i haven't actually gotten feedback from you about this but uh we took along a couple of dice and you know things to various things to give away to our opponents i think you gave them chocolate frogs is that right yeah 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 I've got photos. i found some some old like toxic waste not old but uh, some toxic waste lollies that i found in a um you know iga and I thought that's appropriate for Nurgle, so I gave those away to each of our opponents. And yeah, Lucas was like, you know, I'm doing this with the the Nurgle beastman, so I'm going to roll your green dice. And he's rolling the green dice and the pink dice, and he's, oh, no, I think he had a bit of fun. Love it. Yeah. Um, a couple of people apologized for not having gifts for me, and I was like, Oh no no no! Yeah. Not, not I I I definitely caveated with uh, the fact that it was also gratuitous self promotion. No, absolutely, uh, and and bribery. <laughs> so yeah, no people were lovely, but you know I got great feedback. You know the, the nope dice in there as well. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, I get one of because I was using it pretty consistently. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like this is the best dice. I'm like, yeah, and it works for so many things. Um, the, the nope dice got a lot of attention throughout the day, and yeah, unfortunately, we didn't have enough to give away to everyone that we played right. on the day. Um, and I I gave away both of my nope dice games one and two, yep. thinking, okay, well, if I come up against say you know one of our guys in game three or four, I might have to give them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. But yeah, they got a lot of attention in the note dice. Yeah. You know, you roll it and 
I, it did, um, especially game two, I rolled it a lot. And Luke is like, I, I just want to see it happen. Because <laughs> um, it was not happening. You roll a dice, you get a blank side, and people get very confused. Yeah. Yeah, I had to explain it the first first time you roll it every game. But yeah. uh, when people are on board from there. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's a good uh, one. But yeah, so final standings. I'm not going to run through everyone because not our tournament. Liam and James can do that, but uh, uh, I'll run through a couple of them. Um, so, first of all, yourself, where did you come, Jace? Where did I Out come? Out of 38 I... people. 29th. 29th. Not too bad. Look, I will take it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I made a joke today. We were talking about um, recording tonight, and I said, oh, I just want to wait till the mayhem results come through so that i can say that i came 32nd or whatever i come and i came 32nd so <laughs> i predicted that one i mean it was well, not a not a hard guess i thought i'd be i thought i actually might come a bit lower than that but um 32nd one win three losses four touchdowns and nine casualties so it's not too bad for the course of the day um, but yeah, uh, the whole day was won by Phil. Phil, yes. Uh, with his old world alliance that you've been rocking for a little bit now. Yep. So um, I made a I joke had... to him about playing dwarves again. <laughs> I I had a bit of a look at that roster and it is actually one of my practice games was against one of his practice rosters and mm. he belted the living hell out of my team in that one too. Um, yeah, so he did exceptionally well. Not only did he win the day, but he was also leading touchdowns and casualties at, at points throughout yep. the day as well. But still playing dwarves. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's the second Geelong tournament in a row that he's won. So after winning ours and then winning this one. So well done to Phil. Um, couple other people so liam running the event also plays in our sevens league playing lizardman came fifth uh do, 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 scrolling down so tim who you played playing necro came 13th and then the i will give kudos out to dylan carter 25th he pipped me yep so the way that that was Glorious. The way that played out was uh, he was doing very similarly, I think. I probably was ahead of him in going into the last round. He drew ogres and then proceeded to just murder snotlings. And I, that was a 4-0, I think, his last game. Okay. And he just catapulted up the rankings. Um, so, cheeky bastard. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't really count Dylan as being one of us because... He wasn't wearing a shirt. Exactly. So there were four of us there wearing the uh, the pink Thoughtless Casuals shirts, yourself, myself, and also Anthony, who came 35th with Corn, and then good old Clinton, 38th playing Snotlings. And, God, they were gorgeous, Snotlings. They're so good. And so this was he's the first time playing Snotlings, his first time playing 11s in forever, um, brand new team. He's just painted up. His first time playing star player, and he's just 
you know, living his best life. They came up so well. He did yep. a little bit of a display board for him. Um, yeah, so good. So well done, guys. Uh, thank you very much to to all of my opponents for the day because they were – and I think that was the thing I was most scared about going into the day was that, you know, me going in not expecting to do well, just there for a bit of fun, I was worried about coming across somebody who was too intent I, Look, I wasn't on winning. <sighs> I wasn't so worried about coming up someone who was playing to win. Like, that's cool. Yeah, like, to, let's win, no. Knock yourself out. I, I suppose I was more nervous that my casual rookiness was going to be frustrating for someone else who was actually there to, to play there properly. You, go. you said it a lot better than I did. I was, I was exactly. kind of concerned that I was going to screw someone's game up by being uh, a, a bit too casual rather than, you know, thinking that they are oh, taking it too seriously. What a dickhead. Yeah. Um, it was more the other way around. Yeah, no, I, I, I was not there to win, but no, I did not mind other people being there to win. I, at abs- all. Yeah, and I absolutely wanted just to make sure that four people had – Great games. Yes. That was kind of yeah. my job for the day. And hopefully that happened. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, they still had to play me, so, you know, no problem. <laughs> uh, also, thanks to uh, Liam and James for running the event. Um, but extra special thanks to Liam because he bought a ticket to Why So Serious 2 on the day. So thanks to James for, for letting me spruik Why So Serious 2, but... Uh, extra thanks to Liam. I mean, I, I can't really say extra thanks to Liam because James already has a ticket. So, oh, this is glorious. <laughs> but Liam, yeah, Liam bought one on the day. So, awesome work. Uh, speaking of why so serious, it's coming up 2nd of December. It is going to be held at the exact same venue that Mayhem was at. We got to spruik about it a little bit. My brain was already turning to mush. So to anyone that was there that didn't make sense out of what I said, apologies. But please have a look at it. I have posted it in the various discords, not just ours, um, but a lot of the Blood Bowl ones. Uh, There is a Facebook event up. It is sevens, but it is sevens to the stupid degree. Yeah, it is is even sillier. I feel like Sevens is lighthearted blah blah at the best of times with you know a little bit more fast and loose and we're just going to amplify that. We're turning that up to 11. Well, the reason is, I mean, this is probably close to most people's last tournament of the year. Yeah. Leading into the silly season, we don't want to be serious. So we don't want to to make you think, you know, we just want to have a bit of fun before everybody gets tied down by Christmas and leave and holidays and all that sort of stuff. This is it. It's kind of before everything gets really stressful, have one more day where you can just come and not be stressed about literally anything. That's kind of the dream. Um, So come, just do stupid shit. No one will care. Um, And it should just be a a good day out playing some some blah bowl. Yeah. We are going to throw things at you throughout the day. Each round will have its own special theme. Um, you know, if you came last year, you've got an idea about what we're thinking, but we're taking it up a couple of notches this time. And, you know, there, there'll be prizes per round. There'll be prizes at the end of the day. 
but we're not going to do first, second, third. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll be. We've got some funny prizes, and people are already working towards one of those prizes, the points hall, which we're we've announced a couple of different ways that you can get points. One of which you can actually get right now. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to go and find it. But we've had a number of people who have claimed those two points and are well on their way to winning that particular prize. But, yeah, shits and giggles, lots of fun. We had such a ball last year that we pretty much started thinking about this year's straight away. Straight up. There's already a, a lot more you know, work being put into it. So I'm I'm super pumped. Uh, just hoping to make it as, as big and, and stupid as we can, to be perfectly and honest. Thing, yeah. And if you can, if you're thinking about it, if you're, you're keen, buy a ticket as soon as you can. We've got, uh, we're over 20 tickets sold. We have two and a half months left. So plenty of time to get a ticket. But the sooner you get a ticket, the more we can do. Yeah, we we will take that money and we will do stupid things with it. Yes, and you will benefit. Yeah, you will benefit from our stupidity. Yeah, this is not like my usual investment strategy. This is like (laughs) actual back into the tournament things. Yes, no, definitely. But yeah, why so serious? Too second of December. Check it out. Jump into Discord. Have a look at all the details. Check it out on Facebook. Buy your tickets. It's something that we are itching to do. We are looking forward to it. Like no other and we had nothing but good feedback from last year's one and we are just hoping to take that up a notch also while you're thinking about what to play at why so serious too there is a bit of a painting event going on at the moment that is the thing we are running the paint a thing event Mm -hmm. and you have got until the end of October to finish your entries technically you've got until the end of October to say what you're doing and then finish it overnight or whatever however long you want to take on it we've done paint it pink we've done paint it brown we did the other paint it pink this is paint a thing whatever thing you want we're not putting any sort of caveats or provisos, stipulations, any of these things. No. no it's there's just no fine print. Decide on a thing that you would like to paint. Take a photo of it before you have done the painting and then take a photo of it after you have done the painting. It, that could be thing. It could be things. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, there are prizes involved. So we are giving away vouchers depending on how many people enter. Um, and, you know, you could win stuff. And if you haven't entered one of our paint events before, it's generally not the best painted model that wins. We like to, yeah, best idea, best, I don't know. Whatever we thing, decide to think of what it dazzles does. us, you know, best best use of gratuitous glitter might be a, something. Uh, most creative thing painted could be a, a thing that, that tickles our pickle. Like, uh, I have no idea how we're going to judge it because I no. have no <laughs> idea what we're going to get in the way of entries. Let's be clear. Um, so, I, 
there will be prizes, but they it is not a painting competition in the the traditional sense. If you haven't entered one of our events before, we and, and by we I very much mean me. Um, I have entered painting competitions and stuff in the past, and been thoroughly disheartened when something that I think, at least for me, I've put a lot of effort into, and you know, I think for me at least, I know it's not going to win anything. I never, I never expect to win anything going in, but you know, to get sort of a score out of ten, and and well, you know. I thought I did better than that. And you know, it can be quite disheartening, especially to people that aren't as awesome painters as as yourself, Jace, or you know, David, for example, with his chaos dwarves. Um we we don't want to say the best model is gonna win because you know we, it, it may not we be just a want model. to promote it. Yeah. <laughs> Paint a house. You know, a house is a thing. Or a wall. Or a an alleyway body. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not promoting graffiti, but that's a thing. Trains are things. <laughs> um, yes. Which appendage would you like to take a photo of? <laughs> There's guys. The options are literally limitless here. Yes. So enter. Uh, there again. There is an event on Facebook. You can post stuff in there, or you can jump in the Discord where. All of our entries so far have been entered, um, and we we thank those guys that have already entered and pledged and are painting, and you know those guys that are pledging something and then painting it and then pledging something else and then painting that and then pledging something else. Like, I thanks, mean, guys. I feel like <laughs> also though, like if you're just painting something anyway, you might as well throw your hat in the ring. There's literally nothing to lose. And if you're not painting something and you would like to and you'd like a little bit of a nudge in the right direction, here's a whole other way you could do that too. So worst case scenario, by entering this paint event, you get us raving about your model thing, whatever you painted on a future episode. That's the worst case scenario. The, actually, no. The worst case scenario is you pledge a thing and you manage to not paint the thing and then the thing you pledged isn't painted yeah that is the absolute worst but i'm not sure how entering that changes with the fact that it's not painted so so enter and paint and then post picture of finalized painting thing it's really not hard um, That's what yeah, she said. And, and we gash. Yeah, so too much, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so. Anyway, if you got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap right. things up? They, they are the important things, and then it's just the important people, right? Yeah, that's it. So, by all means, if you haven't, give us a follow, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. Uh, give us, you know, shoot us a review on one of those things. Tell us how much we suck. I mean, we know, but you can yeah, tell I mean, the world how much we suck. You can make it public. Uh. <laughs> yes. Uh, but if you like what you hear, and God knows why you would, but we do have a Patreon. I have updated the Patreon levels, 
and I changed a few things around, dropped the price down on, on one or two of them, and just generally changed things up because I want to, I want that Patreon. So you decide that we're worth throwing a couple of bucks at a month. I mean, that's a bad life call for you, but all that money goes back into the prizes that we do and the stuff that we can do for you. We don't use any of that money for us. It's all for, for you guys. And we appreciate the support that you guys give us. The response that we had literally the day that I changed things around blows my brain. It's ridiculous. I was not prepared for this. Neither um, was I. Um, I mean, I, I did try my best to think of the best ways that I could I can make Patreon levels and give you guys stuff that you know would reward you guys but to to have the support that you guys have given us and continue to give us episode on episode day after day in the discord um again the 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 people that reached out to me to make sure i was okay uh, and the i don't want to say love but the the you know, toleration that people give us for this stupid podcast that we do. Which, let's be clear, and I was that just the more you were talking about this and, and Patreons and stuff, really the analogy that springs to mind here is we are the unenthusiastic handjobs of podcasts, right? <laughs> it's it's not good. Maybe like, you don't want it to stop. <laughs> And if you're willing to pay money for that, not just to not stop, that's kind of where where we're at. That's, that's our niche. That's that's <laughs> our market and target audience. And you guys are the uh, people lapping it up. But yeah, thank you guys. Look, it's it's humbling and and beautiful, and we can't thank you enough. That being said, we not only have a new patreon to thank but we also with the updated patreons the thoughtless level which and the ultimate level the highest of the high we will continue to thank each and every episode uh so to our newest patreon who has jumped on at one of those levels so thank you george uh you've always been a huge support mate and yeah, like seeing you get involved in the paint event and seeing the incredibly sudden love that you have for Blood Bowl has been awesome. And he he has thanked me in personal messages saying that, you know, it's just been us talking about it that made him give Blood Bowl a go and then he's just dove head first. In shallow waters, so quickly, like that is spine, that is spinal injury waiting to happen in the best possible way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, thank you, George. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, but as always, uh, ultimate and thoughtless Patreons, Alice, Clinton, George, Kingsley, and Jared, you're you all fucking bonkers. I can't, uh, it, it's nuts. We love you for it, but it's nuts. Seek help. 
later. Like it's almost enough <laughs> for me to start doing a bit of a wrist workout. <laughs> gotcha. See ya. The less casual gaming. The less casual.